it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello and welcome to Islanders Anxiety, still from the Lighthouse Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Dan Saracini. Joining me on this Sunday afternoon via Zencaster is my friend Michael Leboff. And Mike, uh, we have a lot of things to discuss this week, but we are going to start with the New York Islanders, who had, by all accounts, a spectacularly unsuccessful week. Uh, two out of a possible eight points, four losses. Losing streak is now uh, one five and three. Their power play is terrible. They've can't score. Uh, nothing is working right now for this team, and it's at the worst possible time because things are starting to work for other teams. Uh, where what are you feeling right now? Where's your head at in return in uh, regards to this team that uh, we unfortunately both follow? <laughs> Where to start? Uh, <laughs> I know that's a huge setup. Yeah, the I'm really angry. I guess mm. is the best way to put it, uh, because we all saw this coming. Mm. If you think back to two weeks ago or three weeks ago, right after the Islanders lost to Seattle, mm. we said, "Okay, the Islanders did have a couple good games going into this road trip, but look ahead to the rest of their their schedule in January." It's really, really hard. This can get really, really dangerous very quickly. Yeah. And what happened? <laughs> they no show uh, through that road trip for for most part. The only team they beat is the absolute circus in Vancouver. <laughs> uh, they come home and 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 they talk about how it felt like they've been on the road mm. for for like you know five weeks when 
dude, you, you guys mm. just had a holiday break and you came out of the holiday break mm. and played a couple games at home. So I don't know what that was all about, but um, they come home and they play this brutal schedule and they're still without Pellick. They're still without Palmieri. They're without Wallstrom. Mm. They're without Simon Holmstrom in the beginning. Mm. And we all saw this coming and you and I aren't paid to, to, to manage the team and nobody listening to this for the most part. Uh, is is paid to make decisions for this team. Uh, and if we saw it coming, that means the people whose job it is to see this stuff coming also saw it coming. And they go into Buffalo, which was as close to a must-win game as you can get coming off of a loss, the, the, the heartbreaker to, to Washington, the loss to the best team in the NHL and the Boston Bruins. They go into Buffalo, and they have to dress Ross Johnston. They have to play Cal Clutterbuck on the first line because they've done absolutely nothing. <laughs> Oh. to make this team better. Right. To give this team a fighting chance. The Islanders, mm. you know what's crazy? So Islander fans really don't ask for a lot, I don't think. I think it's pretty simple what we want. Mm. We want a place to watch the game. We want a, a team that we can get behind and root for. And we want the team to give you know solid effort. And we kind of just, we, we, we want you to not be a circus off the ice. Right. That is a really low bar, <laughs> and the Islanders are gear are they're heading back towards uh, you know, one of the great things about the Lamarillo Trots tenure was that it felt like those days of being um, a disaster right. were gone. Yeah. Like the, the 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 circus days are over. Right. Yes, there are adults in the room uh, making decisions. We're not going to see the backup goaltender be elevated to general manager on a summer day after a different general manager was was hired and fired in 40 days right. we're not going to assign a guy and now it had, feels like we're heading back toward yeah <laughs> right yes exactly and it feels like we're heading back towards those days because yeah. they're making some decisions where it's like that is a decision that the islanders would make uh in in 2009 or 1998 the way they handled the William DeFore situation, mm. that that to me is like, and I'm not I'm not saying like, oh, they got to play this guy and play him on the top line, and he, he, they just need to live with the mistakes. I'm just saying that they they threw him into a, a line, a, a a game with the team struggling against the best team in the NHL, and then they benched him for the last 30 minutes, and they sent him down, and then they went to Buffalo and they had to dress Ross Johnston and Cal Clutterbuck in the on the first line because. Mm. They did that. Mm. Oh, and surprise, surprise. Cal so, Clutterbuck didn't finish the game because he got hurt. Right. Who could have seen that coming? Cal Clutterbuck, who leads, he, he leads the, the NHL in walks down the tunnel per <laughs> 60. Uh, it's, <laughs> but these, these are things that we see coming. Cause I know that if Cal Clutterbuck's addressing, there is a non-zero chance. He's not going to finish the game. You know that. Yeah. Why is it the team built to, to absorb these kind of things? Why is it the team built to, okay, look, we're going through a scoring drought. We kind of could see this coming because we knew the roster we were going into the season with didn't have, yeah. uh, you know, elite scores or a game-breaking talent or a guy who you can just set your clock to. He, he, he'll score 30 goals by the end of the season. Mm. We knew this, and, and we knew that if, if, if this team didn't have that, the margins are thin, and that you need to have the wiggle room to to address these issues if things go south well things started going south a long time ago we're just continuing to go south go into this game against buffalo they play all right which honestly has been the theme of this whole thing like if you look at the islanders numbers they're not bad like they have a positive goal differential not just in in overall but at five on five they're they're above 
you know, the, the break-even mark in terms of their goal differential. Their, their underlying metrics over the stretch haven't been bad. Right. That tells you th- the team is losing because they're not getting blown out. I mean, you can the, the Bruins game, they, were, they hung with them for a while. The Hurricanes game, they fought back. They were down one going into the third. Like, they, they were in these games. Mm. Uh, and then they lost them on account of they're just, there's not, they're not good enough. Their roster is not good enough. They have too, they have too much dead weight. They, they, they went into a must win game with the Buffalo Sabres. They had Ross Johnston playing on a line with Matt Martin. They had Josh Bailey, who, like we said, has just been <laughs> terrible this season playing, uh, in top six, Cal Clutterbuck first line. You can't win games like that. You can, you can maybe get away with it. October 19th. Oh man, like the flu bugs going around the, the Islanders room. Uh, they, they're going to have to play a couple games here where uh, six or seven guys are out and, and Cal Clutterbuck's on the first line and they called up some AHLers, Hudson Fashing's playing, whatever. You, they're doing, they're, they're playing really important games with this lineup. Mm. They're playing really important games with this lineup and they're not doing anything to, to address it. Yeah. And yet we're being told the plan is, no, we're, we want to, like, we want to contend. We want to contend. And, and the scary thing is, like, this season, when you look back to all your seasons as a fan, however far back that goes, on paper, this is one of the more successful seasons of your fandom in all likelihood, mm. unless you're you know, a dynasty person. Because if you go back, you go season by season, the Islanders being two points out of a playoff spot or four points out behind the Capitals, whatever they're going to end up being by the time you listen to this episode. That is better than what they normally have been in my life. And yeah. yet I feel, I feel lied to in a way, <laughs> like I feel betrayed. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's the, if that's the way other people feel. I feel betrayed because we went into this year thinking, let's give the, we love these guys. The, these are the uncles. Like they're in the basement. They're sitting around the big table. They're passing each other, you know, chicken parm and penne. You know, Brock <laughs> Nelson's passing Josh Bailey the salt mm. and they're having a beer or two. And, and we're down there with them in that basement and we love them. There's like holiday music playing in the background. Uh, and we want to give them a second chance because they earned that the right. Yeah. But we were also told if it wasn't going to work, changes were going to be made. And that's where I feel betrayed because it clearly is not going the right direction. And there's been no sign that it's going to turn around. Mm. Uh, and until there is, because the person that's making those decisions hasn't to, to steal a line from Elliot Freeman. He always says, you know, the, the future, the, the indicator of future behavior is past behavior or whatever. Right. Well, Lou Lamarillo, Islander general manager, his past behaviors, he doesn't do anything in season to disrupt the team. Mm. So why would I wake up every morning <laughs> thinking he's going he's gonna to do that? Well, so I feel betrayed. I'm sad. I feel hopeless. And yet the Islanders, I'm not ready to give up on this well, season <laughs> somehow. Well, uh, and that, that's all. I mean, that, that was maybe your most epic rant uh, we've had in this 228 previous episodes of this show. Uh, Cause I, and I think everything you said was spot on. Um, you know, Lou has made changes to the roster uh, mid season Palmieri Pajot. But again, as we talked about it last week, um, you know, you kind of saw those coming, like those were not, this wasn't like pulling Alexander McGillney or, or Doug Gilmore out of a hat, like, you know, or signing Ilya uh, Kovalchuk to a long contract after getting him from uh, out of the nowhere. So, those days of Lou are over. This current Lou is a more calculated, uh, very sort of, uh, you know, quiet, uh, 
just not really the kind of guy. His whole thing is secrecy. We don't want it. We don't even know. You mentioned Pellick and Palmieri and Wallstrom being out. We still don't know what is wrong with these guys or when they're coming back. Every single practice, the cadre of Islanders beat writers is like Palmieri and, and Pellick are on the ice skating with the extras. Well, that's just swell. Like we have no idea when they're coming back. And even if they did, what are they coming back to? The team right now uh, is uh, two points behind the Penguins for the last wild card spot. Uh, by the time you listen to this, the Penguins may have played the Devils, so it might be four points behind right now. The Panthers have caught up to the Islanders. They're actually uh, right behind the Penguins as well. They've got 51 points, as do the Islanders. Buffalo was right behind them with 49, the two points behind. Again, we'll talk about that game again in a second. Like This is a team that is falling down the standings in a precipitous way, while everybody else who has had their own problems for the first however many games of the season are now starting to kind of find the points where the Islanders are finding ways to lose those points. And again, nothing has changed. And before you know it, you know, the Islanders have 51 points. The Flyers have 47. The Flyers have been written off since the season started. And they have, they're, they're only behind the Islanders by four points. Like, you know, what happens then? Like, you know, if you lose, they got four games coming up and don't worry, we're going to recap, you know, or look ahead to those in a second. What happens when you, if you, you know, those four games go really sideways, like these four have, and all of a sudden you wake up and it's the all-star game and you're behind the flyers. Like then what happens? Like, I don't, you know, is, is that the time to, to act? Like the time to act was a long time ago and they haven't. And to answer your question from before, uh, in one of the, 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 I guess it was Newsday story. Brock Nelson said that they're still a confident group that they, you know, they still feel like they can, they can win. And Anders Lee and his comments was like, you know, we got to stick together and, and play for each other guys. That ship has sailed. Like you just, you just don't have it. I'm, and I'm, I'm sorry. You just don't. It's, uh, it's evident. And, and, you know, Ross Johnson, you say that's, you could say that stuff after losing game one of a playoff series. Right. Like, right. You, that, this isn't, this isn't that you, you, that, that, yeah, like you said, that ship has yeah. sailed. And, and it's, you know, you're looking at four games and I'm not going to recap each of these individually because they're all, they're all a disaster in and of themselves. We got a four, three overtime loss to Washington, a four, one loss to Boston, a three, two overtime loss in Buffalo, and then a five, two home loss to Carolina, uh, which was the most recent one. Um, each one of these, like you said, I mean, there were, there were periods where the Islanders didn't play poorly or outplay the other team. But at the end of the day, they just lost them all. And that's where, that's where it comes down to. And you had this, this chance to, you know, re, you came off the road trip. Hey, look, teams have bad road trips. It happens. What are you going to do? You're home now. You have a chance to take a deep breath, reset yourself, come out and reestablish. And at that point, you were still, you know, tied for the second wild card or even in, I forget what, even up uh, two points in the Penguins. And you blew it. This was the biggest week of the season. And they absolutely blew it. Um, I will ask you this question that I put out on Twitter. I'm interested to see what your answer is, and I'll talk about what my answer is, and, and we'll go to what the, uh, the, the listeners said. Um, of those four games, what would you say was the worst one? And everybody's criteria is different, but like, if you were like, ah, oh, that, that was the worst one right there, which of those games would it be? The, the Caps OT loss, the Bruins loss, the Sabres OT loss, or the Hurricanes loss? I picked the Capitals mm-hmm. because of the opponent. Right, the three nothing lead. Yeah. Um, at home, the fact that they were coming off a game, yeah, 
against the wild where it was already inexcusable. <laughs> like, like, like that's the thing. Like these, 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 these games aren't happening and it's not like a one-off like, Oh no, you guys, you guys already said that it's inexcusable to lose that game against the wild. And then you did the exact same thing against the capitals. And then, and then you blew another <laughs> lead against the Bruins and you blew another lead against the, the Sabres. Uh, and then, and then you lost to the, the hurricanes, which was supposed to be the, Hey, let's, let's show some fight and maybe like right. get back on track here. Um, so I chose the capitals game. Uh, but it, I was actually torn between Washington and Carolina mm. because uh, of what I kind of just said. Like at least Washington, all right, they got a point. Like mm. I, I, I'm, I was sick, sickened mm. at how not distraught I was <laughs> leaving the building against the Capitals because I was like, oh, I can't believe they, hey, they got a point when I didn't think they were going to get a point because the Capitals tied the game with ten minutes left, mm. uh, and I was like, Jesus, they're going to lose this game in re- regulation. So when they got to overtime, I was like, oh, good point. Mm. And then I was like, wait a minute, what am I even? What am I saying? Yeah. Like my expectations for this team are now so low that I'm that I'm I'm saying I'm I'm like okay with them just getting a point <laughs> against the Capitals after being up three nothing against a team this they were already trailing like, yeah they were already trailing by two points the Caps and so to get a point right you know it's still yeah. <laughs> you haven't done anything like they 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 lost a point in the race yeah right like, yeah and I, and I couldn't believe it and then I, I I mean I fully expected to lose that Bruins game it was yeah. my wedding anniversary my wife is a Bruins fan we went to the game. <laughs> And it went exactly as I said. I, I told her, I was like, I can hear how quiet UBS Arena is going to be. Mm. This was hours before we went to the game. I was like, I can hear how quiet it's going to be in like the middle of the third period. And I was right. Like it was dead quiet because except for the Bruins fans, which there were a lot of. Mm. Um, uh, and and then, um, yeah, then the next morning, uh, either that I think it was that morning going into the Sabres game or even the morning after the Sabres game. Uh, woke up to an email from the Islanders saying that, yeah, uh, Season ticket renewals are due February 20th. This is a very interesting so, subplot considering how they're playing right now and what the situation is. I, you know how I was saying that we're, we're kind of venturing back towards the, yeah. you know, Islanders of old bad mm. decision making. Uh, that was a big one that, that kind of goes into under that tent yeah. uh, because that is a move that the Islanders would make before they became a team that had a lot of good karma in the bank because mm. of the building because of some successful seasons uh a couple good playoff runs Mm. doing that shows a lack of understanding of a fan of this fan base because the islander fan base sees right through pandering and sees (laughs) right through you know fake i know every team in sports like their their instagrams and their social media accounts Mm. and their twitter gives you if you just took it for vacuum be like oh wow man the cincinnati reds they must be the best team in the in the major leagues by the way that they're the tone of their Instagram. Right. Like, yeah, every team is like that. So, uh, but Islander, like you see it right through it. Like you just click open the comments on any post and it's like, you fire Lou, do this, whatever. Um, but Islander fans, like beyond that, like they just see through all that kind of bullshit, right? Like it's yeah. just who we are as a, as a team. It's like kind of an, an ethos of Long Island. And if you can, you're not going to be, no one's going to pull one over on mm. us. So, the fact that they went ahead and did that just shows that oh man they what what the the kind of bottom line like revenue that they make out of that outweighs the the fan sentiment and and or they underestimated how fans would see right through that move right. like oh no you commit commit thousands of dollars to this team mm. before um before the trade deadline and before things could go truly south when uh and and we'd know like how bad it's going to be like oh uh, no no, I don't think a lot of people are going to do that. They're going to see right through that, and they're going to say, uh, "No, no thanks." Like, 
trust me, I don't think those season tickets are going to be sold out. So mm. uh, I, I think you, you can probably wait past that deadline. And uh, and, and if the Islanders go out and, and win 15 games in a row, uh, you can get back on the bus because uh, I don't think that that <laughs> many people are going to be renewing that that we're on the fence. Yeah. And that was a slap in the face. Um, I got I'm sorry for going no. off on, on this tangent, but I, I but that that this whole week has kind yeah. of been like that. So, yes, the, the Capitals on the ice, the Capitals was the worst loss. Yeah. Off the ice, sending out a, a season ticket <laughs> renewal email yeah. um, when when your team is floundering and you have no idea what the direction of this team is because nobody will tell us what the direction is of this team otherwise, mm. it, uh, except for the fact that they're confident in each other in their room, <laughs> uh, is was the worst loss off the ice. Yeah, I think I think that that's fair. And I mean, you know, these kinds of things don't happen in a vacuum. I'm sure there's like a committee, and they probably planned on sending it out this week, uh, you know, six months ago or whatever. But still. I mean, you got to read the room like your team is, you know, they've won one out of their last 10 games or whatever it is. They're floundering at the worst possible time. Man, you, you can't send that email out at that time. I'm sorry. You got to wait, you know, or, or they should have sent it out when the, you know, the slump was only three games and then it doesn't seem as bad. But, man, you can't <laughs> you can't do that. You got to push that back. And it's just that's just again. It, well, it's funny. I meant to mention this before, like. And it's ironic because news has just come out now. Um, the Islanders may not have may not have returned to the sort of circus they were earlier, um, but they're almost kind of like a quiet circus now. Like only people really paying attention will know what's going on. And I'm going to get to a point in a second uh, that kind of illustrates that. But you know, they're not the sort of loud, uh, boisterous, uh, circus like the Canucks are right now. And if you've been following what's going, been going on out there with Bruce Boudreaux and yeah, they strung him along for all this time and they finally fired him today. And Rick Tockett is going to take over the coach. What, what a life Rick Tockett has. This guy is going to get coaching gigs for the rest of his life because he's friends with Mario Lemieux and Wayne Gretzky. Like that's incredible. This guy's done nothing as a coach to, to, you know, illustrate that he has any idea what he's doing. He did nothing as a broadcaster to illustrate he was compelling television, but Hey, he knows some big guys. So. He's going to keep getting jobs no matter what. So the Islanders haven't returned to sort of that circus <laughs> level. But it, but if again, if you're paying attention, right. this whole week was was a complete joke. Like, it, you know, my note here for that Caps game was it's a joke. Like, again, they had a three three goal lead <laughs> and they lost in overtime. Um, I did, again, put this out on Twitter and the Caps loss was the overwhelming winner as to what what the the worst lost was and for those exact reasons you have a three nothing lead at home it's a team directly in front of you imagine what this week would have been like had they won that game like imagine what the tenor of the fan base was hey you know what if you want to send out this the season ticket pat uh email after they win that game <laughs> go ahead you know even if they won three two uh, the, the caps poured it on in the third but you know they, they squeaked out a win or you know they won four two with like an empty net or with like a minute a second to go hey you know what they won the game they got the two points it was a huge deal at home Great. Send out that thing right now. Press send, right? Go do it right now to lose that game. And then send out that thing is awful. Um, you know, I, th- again, that caps game was really bad the, to me. I, I thought the Buffalo one was worse only because that is a team that is directly behind you. That is a team that has what two, three good players. That is a team that had it not been for Ilya Sorokin would have beaten you eight to nothing you know, but through two periods, right? Like Soroka made 45 <laughs> saves in that game. He was, excuse me, 42 <laughs> saves in that game. He was insane. He was completely out of his mind and the Sabres were doing everything they could to get a goal past the guy. 
until finally it happened, you know, late in the Victor Olofsson, you know, was in front, the wall battle, puck comes to him and he, and he shoots it and it goes in. Sorokin was spectacular. He was so spectacular that before the game was even over, the all-star game announcements were made and he was on it. He's going to the all-star game. We'll talk about that in a second, you know, just before the end of the half here, he's going to the all-star game. People are like, wow, this, of course he's going to the all-star game. He's just made a million saves against the Sabres in this game. And then OT starts and 12 seconds in, thanks to a beautiful pass, Dylan Cousins scores in the game ends. That right there is circus bullshit. Like that's the exact kind of thing that would have happened <laughs> to the Islanders like you were saying. You know, 2010, 2012, that kind of thing. And Ryan Miller was there to see right. it. Like he was just like he was back then. Yeah. It's like, dude, what? What? What are we doing? Why are we treating the Sabres like they're... They why are we giving them this much respect? I hate to put it that way, but guys, what are we doing? Like, yes, the, obviously the Caps game. You know, I'm not just going to disagree with anybody. There's really no wrong answers here. If somebody thought last night's game against Carolina was the worst, hey, I'm not going to argue with you. That's that's your feeling. But like, man, that that one really, I was watching it and I was like, I can't even, I can't even believe that this is happening right now. Like, I just, I couldn't for this team to talk about being together and you know all they got to do is get some wins under us and we'll be fine this is what you do and yeah okay fine i was in a back-to-back i don't care like i don't we've seen this team win back-to-back games before like i don't hear i don't want to hear it the sabers came out and they blew the doors off the islanders for the better part of two periods three periods like only in the second was it kind of more even-ish the islanders had some good chances there um and you know brock nelson did score a nice goal matt martin got a goal and okay great the third period was all Sabres. And you, you let a guy make 42 saves, and then you lose a game 12 seconds in overtime. Come on. Really? Is this what we're doing now? Come on. Uh, yeah, that, that, that game sucked because you knew where it was going for a number of different reasons. One, you just can't trust this team in any situation. They, they change. They could have a great first period. They come out in the second period. They look like a completely different team. And the third period, you can't trust them game to game. You can't trust them period to period. You can't trust them before and after a power play. The Islanders get a power play, uh, and it, it goes as Islander power plays do. And then the next 15 minutes after that, they look terrible because, <laughs> you know, they're, they're just sapping around because they're sad that they, they just blew a power play. Whereas, uh, for some reason, when they have these great penalty kills, which they've had a bunch, mm. um, they, don't, they don't get the momentum from those that, that other teams seem to do uh, and, and you know, start to tilt the ice. And, uh, but you don't trust them, and you don't trust them to score ever. Mm. Uh, and you don't trust them to score more than two goals, and you don't trust them to score in the third period. Right. So the Islanders are up two one against the Sabers, uh, and and you know the Sabers are going to score again. So you're, you're you're sitting there thinking, well, man, we're probably going to need to get this game to overtime or a shootout to have a chance because we don't score in the third yeah. period. The Islanders haven't scored in the third period since their win over Vancouver, <sighs> which happened in the beginning of January. That's nine ten games ago. That's crazy. I I I've rarely rarely do i hear a stat on the broadcast now because you've just heard them all mm. i've heard how many points Sidney crosby has against the <laughs> islanders i've i watched yuri taluzzi score against the islanders every time he stepped on the ice for whatever team he was playing mm. on you know wh- whoever like all those stats like they just don't they rarely blow your mind anymore because you just hear them and you're numb to them they're mostly bad right. when i heard the islanders hadn't scored a third period goal in nine straight games i was I don't know why I was shocked because I, I was like, oh, well, that, no, that makes a lot of sense because this team has been so bad for the past three weeks uh, and they've been so fragile that it makes sense. And and then I uh, watching that Sabres, the Sabres come back and then, then poor Ilya Sorokin mm-hmm. deal with, you know, standing on his head and losing another 
game in which he he alone deserved to win mm. was just brutal to watch and i thought i was like you know what that this team once again they were in a game and they lost the game because they had less talent they didn't have someone to just yeah. grab a hold of this game and put it away they have too many guys who who aren't good enough to to manage a game because you know they'll make a mistake and they don't have you know they just don't have that that safety net that they can say okay we just made a mistake we just turned the puck over at our blue line Scott Mayfield just turned the puck over for the 18th time this, of this game, and, and it ends up in the back of the yeah. net. Um, but don't worry, you know we got, you know we got this guy to to go out there and, and he'll 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 find the back of the net for us. He always pulls us into the fight or mm. whatever. Like they don't have that. So once once the Sabers tied it up, you knew exactly where that game was going. And I thought for sure after that game that we were going to start hearing something about some like you know right some move something this this the, yeah move what whatever it was just some like cage rattling mm. and the only thing we heard was that cal clutterbuck was day to day and then the next day we hear that he's actually indefinite right. which is the islander stages of of yeah. uh of injuries it's you're, you're either if you're if you're taking the morning skate for for three weeks uh, like pelican palmary you're who knows right. If you're day to day, it actually means you're probably week to week. And if you're indefinite, we'll probably see you next year. Mm. Walsh, I'm a clutterbuck. <laughs> we'll see you next year. Right. That's that's how they they handle it. And uh, you know, as 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 someone who I'll readily admit, like I kind of enjoyed lose cone of silence, but I enjoyed it when things were going good. Yeah. And, and 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 maybe it's hypocritical to say I, I I it is insufferable right now because this team needs to to show something for us to kind of believe in, mm. right? or to like be like okay, like. Thank you for that. Like maybe we're, you know, we're, we're, we're assessing the situation and, you know, we're, changes are coming. Something, you know, like something has to happen, but instead all we got was, you know, UBS arena, like 50, like 50 forward, I think is the slogan for, for, for this new season ticket drive. Like that's not what I want to hear. I want right. to hear, you know, that heads are about to roll or something because I, I, I've been going to these games. I'm watching this team every night. I'm suffering through this. Mm. Uh, why would I sign up to suffer through it again? <laughs> like, right. I, I, like I don't want to do that. Like, so yeah. I thought something was going to come because they're coming, they're heading home Saturday night. You know, it's alumni night. Daryl Bootland <laughs> is in the building. Like you don't want to embarrass yourself in front of Daryl Bootland. Uh, uh, and nothing happened. And that, and now I'm just, I'm in this like kind of state of like, okay. Like it, why would I ever trust you again? Like, why would I trust this team uh, at all? It feels like the there has been way too much emphasis on the wrong stuff. Like they're they're spending all this kind of energy and and putting all this concentration on making sure that you and I and everybody else doesn't know what's wrong with these guys or when they're going to come back. Instead of making the team better, trying to get a win. Like they're they're focused on celebrating. You know, year two of UBS arena or the 50th anniversary, as opposed to getting a stable winger for Matt Barzell, who can play with him for every game in a productive manner. Um, you know, I, I alluded to this before, but like, this is more circus shit right here. Andrew Gross put out a great tweet that was like, since they lost Oliver Wallstrom in that game, you know, however many weeks ago it was Barzell has had like a million different, line mates it's bars it's bailey barzell fashing it's bailey sezikis barzell it's bailey barzell fashing it's sezikis barzell bailey it's lee barzell bailey it's lee barzell holmstrom like 
it's Lee Bar- it was Bailey Barzell Dufour for two periods and six minutes, and then it was Lee Barzell Clutterbuck. Like, what are we doing here? And I, I mean, I retweeted that, and I got a couple of people from outside the Islanders bubble being like, "Why is there so much Clutterbuck and Sizikas on this list?" And it's like because they lost the plot. They've they've forgotten what it is that they're trying to do here, which is win games. They're so focused on, you know, well, you know, this guy's going to go out and skate, and this guy's going to, you know, he's day to day now. And hey, look at look at this beautiful arena we have here that they haven't been getting to the point of like, you have this guy who's now locked in for the next eight years and he does not have a single stable winger. And like you, you lost one to injury. And it's like, Oh, that's it. And it's not like, it's not like Wallstrom and Barzell were like heating up, lighting up the league anyway. So even if he was playing, like, what would that even mean? It's just, it's, it's mind boggling to me that, that things have not changed to this point. Like it really does. And then whenever I hear people say, like you said, like Friedman before, like, you know, oh, you know, you, you know, Lou's not going to, Lou has no, he's running out of patience. He's not going to take this. Dude, he's taking it. He, we're all taking it. He's taking it just with us. Like, he might be working the phones like a madman, but he's got nothing to show for it. So, what difference does it make? Like, I don't even know. Mm. It's just, it's crazy to me. I just, I don't understand. And, oh, and sorry, one more thing before I give back to you. Beauvillier had the game on his stick against the Sabres. Remember, he broke in. Nelson made oh, a yeah. nice pass. It was just, but it wasn't a breakaway, but he was all alone with the goalie. Right there, he had it. He had like five seconds left, and the puck went directly into Uka Pekka Lukanen's logo on his chest. And just, that was it. He, he didn't even make a move. He didn't do anything and didn't score. And that was it. And I, I don't know what to do with Bo anymore. Not to, I like the guy. I, I like his, his, you know, his style. He's, he's been great. I love his blue eyes. I love that he's got a hamburger named after him. Somewhere in Quebec, like that's that to me is the dream. Having a hamburger named after you, that's the best thing you could that's the highest honor you could ever have. I love his BFF, he's BFFs with Barzell. That's all fantastic. I don't know what to do with this guy anymore. I just, I'm at the end of my rope. You got the game there. I, I, it's, I don't know. I don't understand what, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? What are we doing here? I just, <laughs> this episode might top last week for the what are we doing references. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Well, he's being asked to do too much. Um, That's the thing because the roster is so flawed that right. like we're 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 relying on him to be the guy, right? I guess. Uh, right now, yeah. like because that's that's the sad thing. It's like, oh well, we know it's not going to be. You can go down the forward line and you're like, okay, Barzell and Nelson, mm. those those are the reliable kind of offensive creators right now, forward wise. And then after them, what's the? I mean, Parisi, sure. But like Zach Parisi is thirty-seven years old, and God bless him, we love him so much, yeah. and I honestly hope they resign him to resign him to yeah. an extension because I I he hope he plays here for the next twenty Islander. years. I hope I really do. Yeah, yeah. I I I don't care. Like I, I know this is now sounding a little, you know, hypocritical or whatever. But like I don't care if they can get like a first round pick. I just love the guy too much. Um, but that's a different story. Um, but the point is like so so it's Nelson and Barzell, and then the 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 chasm between those two guys. Mm-hmm. And the the next guy up is so large, and it's either yeah. you know Bo or Lee, and 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 neither one of those guys. Those are those are the third men on a on a on a line. Bo is like a good third wheel mm. on a second line or third line on a good team. So when you're relying on you're leaning on him to be your you know number three scorer right now, that's a problem. That shows you that the roster's flawed. The if you there was a point where uh, th- through the Islanders when they went they they played the Wild. And then they played the Capitals and they played the Sab- the, Bruins. the Bruins and Sabres. It was like, yeah, it was like uh, the goals were scored by Scott Mayfield. <laughs> then the, the three goals against the Capitals were uh, Ajo, Matt Martin, Fashing. and yeah. Paris. Fashing, yeah. right. Parisi. And then the 
the uh, Bruins game was Parisi. Hmm. And then the, the Sabres game was Matt Martin and Brock Nelson. So like you, you just look back there and I mean, you could go further. It was Nelson and Holmstrom right. for the hurricanes game. So like you go through that list and you're like, what? Like there, there's, there's like eight goals in an alternate universe that are scored by s- someone who, who, who can, you know, a Timo Meyer right. kind of type person. There's, there's so many goals for that person to score because no one else is doing it um, right now. Yeah. And that's the problem with, I think with Bo and, and just generally like, and like you said that, that's part of them losing the plot. Yeah. Like this team is so committed to, to being this upstanding hockey team. And, and, you know, once again, like full credit to the Islanders for a lot of different things that they've done yeah. over the past, you know, six, seven years or, you know, whatever, however long it's been uh, since, since uh, mm. uh, Trotz and Lou came like five, five years, mm. um, a full credit to them for a lot of things, but those, those things aren't winning them hockey games in 2023. Yeah uh like cal clutter oh you want to put cal clutterbuck on the first line why <laughs> because he he plays the game the right way he's right. gonna play hard and, right. and and bang a body and create space for matt barzell yeah this this gets to another thing that drove me crazy about the sabers game and we'll move on from this game in a second but so they're getting totally outplayed by the sabers they're getting outshot two to one through two periods and they're in the intermission report and shannon hogan who we all love comes on and was like, you know, the, the Sabres have the edge in shots, but the Islanders are really out hitting the Sabres. Like she says that very enthusiastically as if I'm supposed to be impressed that the Islanders have more hits than the Sabres do. That means that the Islanders don't have the puck. <laughs> like That means that the Sabres are the ones that keep shooting it. And I was so mad. And again, it's not a Shannon thing. She's doing her job. Like this to me is exactly what you just talked about. This to me is... This is what this team, you know, we're trying to keep up the appearance of what this team was two, three seasons ago. The hard-hitting, cycle machine, defensive, chew you up, spit you out, hit you until you you hurt kind of playoff punishment team. And that is not this team right now. This team is as soft as wet tissue paper. Like there is, there is, there, I was thinking about this. There are guys that, there are original six players that have been dead for years that could probably put up a better power play than the Islanders could do right now. Their power play is three for 52, right? Or three, excuse me, three for 54. Like, how does that even happen in the NHL for a team that's not tanking? They're three for 54. They're getting outshot two to one by a very mediocre Sabres team. Why are you telling me about hits? Like, I don't, what does this do for anything? Yeah, why are we talking about the arena when we can't score in a power play? I don't even understand. <laughs> But the, the, the priorities are all out of whack. They're all just out of whack right now. I just, I can't even, I can't even put into words. Like just, yep. again, it's just, yeah, it's not working. <laughs> like uh, the, the own, uh, Ledecky, like, like his like kind of ethos that he gives off. And, and, and like, I don't, it, it feels like to him, what really matters more than anything is that the Islanders just, they have like a, a viral Instagram reel. Yeah. <laughs> Whether it's whether it's some you know the the millionth fan the fake proposal I think it's that they exist they the, the UBS like that's his thing is that they exist yeah. like they you know, right yeah that's, that's what it is it's like hey oh where did this happen I just saw like this this cool video where you know that the, a sports team had right. a you know a buffalo wing eating contest <laughs> on the ice like oh it's the New York Islanders right. how cool is that like nobody nobody's thinking that yeah we're all thinking this team sucks hey, right hey now. look it's Sparky and Niles on the Long Island Railroad. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah, don't care. I don't care. Hopefully they're not going to the game because I don't want those two. <laughs> I, I hold both of those guys in high esteem right. and I don't want them to have to watch this team right now. Hopefully they're, they're heading to like, you know, 
they're going out somewhere and, and, and you know they're heading to to boss croakers and want for a couple beers yeah while the game's on and they don't have to listen to it on volume to hear about how many hits the Islanders right. have um yeah and and they're, yeah they're, so they're, they're doing all this and we all know what's going on and 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 it's it it feels almost like you know when when it's election season and and you hear these politicians be like oh by the way like you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna you know f- pave every road and you're like no you're not <laughs> like right no, you're not. You're not going to do that because you're you're lying to me right, right in front of me. But my choice is is very black and white. I either have to vote for you or the other guy that's lying to me. Right. And for for this team, it's either, yeah, no, I either have to watch and and kind of believe mm. in in this 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 mirage of a team, or I have to not, and I have to find something else to do with my time in January when it's cold right. and dark, and I don't want to do that either. Mm. Like this team was, yeah. you know, what's crazy? How how many points back was this team? At this point last season, 16. Oh, yeah. I think they were 16 points out of a playoff spot yeah. at, at the halfway mark. So they, they were, they were like done by December, at, basically, last year. Right. And what what were we doing? We were trying to convince ourselves. Yeah. We were jumping through hoops to try to <laughs> convince ourselves that it wasn't over. Right. And and this season feels more hard work like to do that than last season. And they're, they're two points out or four points behind off the pe- Capitals pace mm-hmm. or whatever. Like I, I tweeted this out that like my daily ritual every day has been so pathetic. I wake up and I and I'm sad because the Islanders lost the night before. Actually, quick quick anecdote. I woke up this morning actually happy because I had a dream mm. that the Islanders beat the Panthers. Wade Dublowitz was in goal. This was uh, you know how you, this is how you know it was alumni night the night before. Mm. Wade Dublowitz was in goal and he made this insane save where his pads got knocked off, his leg pads got knocked mm. off, and he still made the save and. I'm so screwed up in the head that I, the people in Hockey Night in Canada were debating on a panel whether that was the biggest save they've ever seen in NHL history. Wade Dublowitz making a save without mm-hmm. pads on. The Islanders beat the Panthers. I wake up and I'm I'm like, you know, in that blurred state. I hear Isla. I got to go get her. And I'm like, oh, man, the Islanders beat the Panthers last night. And then I realize, no, that was fake. Mm-hmm. The Islanders lost to the Carolina Hurricanes last night. And now you have to spend the rest of the day convincing yourself, like you've been doing for the past two weeks, this team isn't done. And then so what happens is I spend my day. I try to, you know, do work, whatever. And but in the back of my head, I'm like, you know, if they, this happens, they can go seven, one, and one. Look at the Panthers. The Panthers are on a seven, two, and one stretch, mm-hmm. and they're right back in the thick of the things. The Flyers, the Flyers. Look at like, if we can just go on a stretch like the Flyers are going. The, if the Flyers can do it, we can right. do it. And if we go on a stretch like that, we're, you know, we're right back in the thick of things. And that's true. Like if you're looking for a silver lining, that is true. Like yeah. the Islanders are still just like an eight and two stretch away from from being right back in this thing because of the way the standings have shook out. Um. But yeah, so I spend my day doing that, convincing myself, <laughs> jumping through hoops. And then I get, say around dinner time, I see that the lines come out. And I see Rush Johnson, and I see Cal Clutterbuck playing alongside Matt Barzell and Josh Bailey. And I say, man, hmm. this team has is hopeless. I'm, and I'm going to watch this game, and I'm going to know it's hopeless. Hmm. And then I'm going to go to bed sad. And then the next morning, as long as I don't have another dream that Wade Dublowitz <laughs> beat the Florida Panthers without pads, I'm going to uh, be have to do this all over again. Yeah. Um, and that's what I'm going to do tomorrow is Monday. <laughs> They're about to play the Maple Leafs and I'm going to have to do it all over again. Well, I'll tell you what, I will, I will not be watching that game. I told you before we came on, I have no plans on watching that Leafs game whatsoever. And I have no plans on hearing Jeff Merrick say, let's talk about the New York Islanders tonight's opponent for the Maple Leafs. And then get into a whole thing about the hurricanes, how funny it is that there's two guys named Sebastian Ajo and one guy victimized the other one, uh, for two goals in the game on Saturday. Uh, and how great it is that John Tavares is about to skate in his 1000th game uh, over the weekend. I don't need to hear any of that. If they win, I'll watch the highlights later on. I, I just, I can't, I've, I'm like, 
beside myself. Like I was so oh so let's let's talk real quickly about the Bruins game and the Hurricanes game. We've kind of given them short shrift. I mean, there's not much to say. The Islanders played two okay games against two very good opponents and lost them both. I mean, they was were very very similar games. I thought they played pretty well against the Bruins, but you know, they get the Bruins get a power play in the third goal. They make it look easy. Then uh Craig Smith, the Islander killer, uh feeds Trent Frederick right in front and that's the game. Boom, you're done. Um that was the the William Dufour game. They call him up. It's a big deal. He gets six minutes. Okay, and that's it. And they send him right back down. Dude, what are we what are we doing here? We'd rather play Cal Clutterbuck and Casey Zizekas on the first line than this. Just leave the kid in Bridgeport. What is the point? I don't understand any of this. It, it made no sense. And uh, I was I was angry. I was angry on behalf of William Dufour. His parents are there. His mom flew down. She watches watches her son play six minutes, and then that's it. Like it's it's ludicrous. Um, also, why is Derek Forbert? Uh, Brad Park every time he plays the Islanders. This guy, <laughs> this guy was like the sixth man on the Kings for like 10 years. He comes to the Bruins, he plays the Islanders and he turns into goddamn Ray Bork. Like what, what is happening? I, it's, it's insane. It's crazy. Um, the Hurricanes game, again, they, they played, they give the Islanders credit for coming back and tying the game in the first after going down to nothing. It was terrible. Atu Ratu called back up again. Again, who's he playing with? Johnson and Martin. Like what, what are we doing here? Uh, you go down two nothing early. You come back. You tie it. Hey, fantastic! And then the next two periods are mostly hurricanes. And then Aho gets a hat trick. The wrong, the other Aho, not our Aho. And it's like, okay, that's it. Like I just, I, I don't understand. Like it's, it's crazy. And then do that on alumni night. Just they got a million guys there. Mark Streit is there. He's talking about his watch company and all that stuff. And they got guys there that I hadn't even thought about in years. Daryl Bootland was one. Kevin Colley was there. Uh, it was fantastic. And I love seeing those guys all out there. And this is what you give them, man. I just, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Where does this, where does this team go from here? I just don't understand. Like I just, the only, th- yep. the only thing they're going to do is not do anything and keep going. And, and right. that gets us to the upcoming schedule. They got, uh, let me call it up here. Sorry. We got leaps Monday, senators Wednesday, and then back to back, uh, Friday, Saturday versus Detroit. And Vegas, and then they're off for the All Star break. Um, okay, thank God. Yeah, thank God. Yeah, exactly. Let Let's say they beat one of these teams. Hell, let's say they beat two of them. Let's say they beat Ottawa and Detroit. I'm just throwing it out there because those are the two worst teams. Let's say they beat the then. Then what? Ha- where Where are they? Like maybe if they're lucky, the Penguins are terrible and they get they claw back into a tie with for the second wild card. After the All Star break, this team will have 30 games on the the, bu- the button to do something. And like you've been saying this entire time, and I 100% am in the same exact boat with with you. I do not see anything changing at all in those 30 games or prior to those 30 games. uh, That's going to, that's going to affect that 30 games after, after, you know, they have 34 left. So they have these four and then 30 after the all-star break. If they win, if they go 22 and eight (laughs) or 22, four and four, uh, I'll take back every word I said. But I, I can't see that happening. <laughs> it's it's it is because like like I was saying at the top, like this is not this is a season that in, in when you look at it compared to the other Islander seasons we've lived through. Yeah, this was an opportunity because yeah. we're we're a fan base that we're not really asking for much. We're asking for you to do everything you can mm. to get us. The, the, the only reason that so many Islander fans have season tickets mm. is because they want playoff games they want the, the pr- playoff priority right. it's it's it is the number like the perks that they throw at you 
I think if you polled every Islander fan that holds season tickets, they would say, I don't need, you know, I don't need a backpack with, with a, you know, an Islander patch on it. And I don't need, you know, a, a this or that. Right. And like, I don't need to, you know, meet Dennis pot fan or whatever. All I care about is that the team gets to the playoffs and, and I get to be in the building when they play a yeah. playoff game, because it doesn't happen very often for this. It doesn't happen. And when it does, it's so special. Like it, it, this team has a way of, you know, really galvanizing for the playoffs and, um, you know, providing some really great memories and mm. that's all we care about. And it's not, it's like, I don't, nobody cares about the other stuff. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and that right now, like the, this, 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 fan, like this season on com- serve completely surface level in a vacuum without going into any of the other stuff, you look at it and you're like, they're in the playoff race. The New York Islanders are five points behind Washington or whatever they are. Uh, mm. They're, they're, in the playoff race uh, right now compared to where they've been for, for most of my life. Like this, so this is a blown opportunity. Yeah. Like they had a chance to improve, put some distance between them and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Would it have been just so nice <laughs> to be the team right. that beat out the Penguins for the last playoff space spot and, and, and ruined, you know, the, the, the 17 game season um, playoff streak. Like, mm. This was an opportunity, like, and and it's it instead it was like viewed as well. They weren't supposed to be here. They're they're giving it their all. Like, no, it's not. Like, we were we wanted to be here. We were supposed to be here. We were there, and then it was blown by the front office. And 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 to to paint it in any other way is it, right now. It's is is really hard. And like you said, there's still 30 games left. Um, but they haven't given us any no. reason. Uh, to believe in them, and and Washington has like a has a really tough schedule coming up. Right. I, I peeked ahead because once again, this is a disease. <laughs> like so, I was looking at the Capitals' schedule, gaming it out. Like when they they've got they've got a, a pretty tough. Like the Capitals could could in, in in theory go through a stretch like the Islanders just had, and uh, the Penguins too. I think are are they've got a couple of tough games coming up before the break and whatever. And they're, and they're the Penguins. They're old. Like mm. they they could lose one or two guys and things would go sideways. So mm. like had the Islanders given us any reason to believe those things would matter, I'd be pretty, I'd be like, you know what? Like, let's get to the, let's, let's win these four games this week. Let's get to the, the all-star break and, mm. and, uh, and, and we'll, we'll reassess things. I think we actually said that last year. Like, we're like, this team just needs to get to the all-star break. Right. They need to get to the all-star break. They need to be within like 14 points of the Capitals. They have four games in hand. They have two against the Capitals. So if they can get to the all-star break and, and somehow like just be within 12 points of Washington, like we're in it, and this season I'm just like get get to the all star break because it just means the season's closer to being over. Like this is this yeah. is this is tough. It's it's tough right now, and it's it's self inflicted for the most part. Yeah. This, it did not have to be. It did not have to be like this. Like we did not have to see Ross Johnston <laughs> playing against the in a must win game against the Sabers yeah. and then against the Hurricanes. We didn't need to see Cal Clutterbuck playing on the first mm-hmm. line against. Uh, with Matt Barzell against the Sabers, we didn't see, need to see Matt Barzell playing less, less getting less time on ice against the Sabers than you know six or seven guys I forgot on this team. That. Like, yeah, I kept, yeah I, every like, time this I, is all self inflicted. Every time I blinked, I was like, "Where is Barzell? Why is Matt Martin out on the ice again? Where is Barzell?" And yeah, he was like sixth in ice time amongst forwards. And and Butch was like this. Every time Barzell steps on the ice, like something's happening for the Islanders. I'm like, yeah. right, I'm happy. Like, you know, I know Butch is a little crazy, but like, and I'm a little crazy. And so maybe like we're, we're both seeing things, but uh, I'm happy someone else is noticing like that when Barzell's coming on the ice, like yeah. the Sabres are on their heels. 
Uh, but no, we mm-hmm. don't need to play. We need to just keep punishing them, uh, you know, yeah. by, by being physical or whatever. Like right. what on earth and is going on? This is all self-inflicted. And he's it's all it, that's the yeah. sad part. Yeah. And he's been crying out for some consistent line mates, like because it's impossible for him to find any chemistry with anybody because it's a different person every night. And you're right. It's, yeah, there, yeah. I mean, that quote, the quote from Lambert the other day where someone asked him, like, are you going to get him some consistent line mates? And he's like, you know, he's he's good enough that it doesn't matter who he's playing with. And then Lambert was like, but also at the same time, like it would help him. Yeah. Like, yeah, man. Like, <laughs> no, no shit. Like, we, right. We've only been saying this for about this guy for for, you know, 18 months yeah. now since since Jordan Eberle was was left exposed. Like yeah. this is. This isn't new. This is something that you know. If if you were an, if you're an 11 year old Islander fan, if you're an 89 year old Islander fan, or if you're one, or if you're you and me, you know what the biggest problem with this team is. Mm. And, but the only problem is that those people, the 11 year old, the 89 year old, you and me, we aren't. We're not the ones that can fix it. So the person mm. that can fix it needs to fix it, or else this season yeah. is a absolute blown opportunity. Yeah. At, the 50th anniversary, yeah. they were in the playoff race, and they were one or two things away. Mm from from not you know from from being in the in, in, in an actual playoff contender and then and you don't do that and that means that this this core because you said like you know this is the last chance last kick at the saloon for these guys like yeah now we have some major major things to talk about yeah. and and you know whether it's re be, i know people are like well we got to rebuild no we got to retool no how about we just improve <laughs> like just improve the team it yeah. doesn't need to have a label yeah. it doesn't you just it's pretty simple you got the number 1 center you got the number 2 center you got a decent first pair defenseman you actually have a nice defense a blue line core to build around and you've got the best goalie in the league you've done the hard part right. just improve the easy part yeah. the, improve the easy part yeah no you're 100% right yeah that's the thing we don't have to call it anything they're not going to tank for Connor Bedard, so forget about that. Don't even bother with that. And I just, yeah, you you need you need the fringes. You need wingers that can score. Like they don't have any <laughs> right now. And you know, to, uh, we'll, we'll wrap this up in in a minute. But like you know, the reason that it it it's all comes down to expectations, and it all comes down to like you said, self inflicted wounds. The reason Zach Parisi has stood out in a good way over his two you know season plus with the Islanders now is because. Relative to expectations, he has outperformed his salary by leaps and bounds. So they signed this guy to a minimum contract. He works hard every game. He chips in. What, what has he got? Ten goals now? Nine goals? Maybe he finishes with 15. I think he had 15 last year. That is absolutely fantastic. And that is exactly what you want to see from this sort of thing, uh, from that sort of player making that sort of money at that sort of age. Everybody else is not performing in any way, shape, or form, the way they should be for whatever money they're making. Like again, you know, the people keep talking about Ross Johnston. We like Ross Johnston. What's he doing? I mean, the guy plays a handful of games and then he doesn't really do much out there. Like, I don't what is the point? And then with Clutterbuck, we all like this, and this guy's done a lot for this team, but like he cannot stay healthy. You can't have a guy a guy in your starting lineup that's not gonna make it to the end of the game every single time. I'm sorry. I feel bad. I I hate for him to walk out. And be, you know, retired because he's hurt. But like, guy, you got to think about this stuff. Like, it's just, and what is, what purpose does it serve having him on the team still? Just because he was there three years ago when they were in the Eastern Conference Finals? Like, I don't understand. It's just, they need to let go of a lot of this stuff. They need to look to the future and they need to change stuff up. They need to make, you know, I, I was ready to ship Bo to Vancouver for Brock Besser immediately after that Sabres game was over. <laughs> like just these, yeah. these are two guys. They both need changes of scenery. Get rid of them. And if he ends up being a 40 goal scorer for the Canucks, I don't care. Like I just, it's enough already, but yeah. yeah. What are you going to do? Um, but yeah. And, yeah, and it's all, man. you know what? This is all in a way, Barry Trotz's fault because he made us all care. 
<laughs> he made us all care. Right. He gave us reasons to ex- expect better than what we're getting. And now we're not getting it. And everybody's mad. And they should be because this is bull. All right. Whew. Well, that was quite a f- long first half. But uh, it has nothing on what's going to be talked about in our second half. We're going to get into what happened at SB Nation uh, this week. We're going to talk about the future of this show uh, and some things to look forward to. And we're going to lay it all out there for you. Um, it won't be a lot of Islanders talk, I'll be honest with you, but it's very, very important if you're listening to the show. So so please come back on the other side and hear what we have to say. Uh, and uh, we'll let you in on what we know as far as what's going on. And uh, again, where, where we're going uh, in the future. All right. So meet us on the other side. Thanks. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now a very short version of a word from our sponsors. Go to VintageIceHockey.com. Use the code ANXIETY to save 15% off your order. Buy some Al Arbor and the Island merch. Our portion goes to the Center for Dementia Research. That is VintageIceHockey.com. Try wines from the Pinot Project. Go to ThePinotProject.com. Try the Pinot Noir. It was a 2022 Best Buy by Wine Enthusiast Magazine. Everything they have is delicious. And if you're at UBS Arena watching this team play, hey, get yourself a glass too, because it's there too. Uh, that is thepinoproject.com. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we had to get out of that, that out of the way because we got to talk about some really, really uh, serious topics right now. So uh, on Friday, uh, Vox, which is the parent company of SB Nation, which is obviously the home of Lighthouse Hockey and this very podcast, um, made a bunch of cuts to its workforce, 7% as a matter of fact. Now, I don't know what that is as terms of raw numbers but it basically meant that um most of the hockey sp- uh blogs will no longer be funded or supported by vox uh in fact only six blogs survived the cuts lighthouse hockey was one of them we'll get to that again in a little bit uh everybody else was basically told that your contracts are going to be up at the end of february and that's the end of that um that is where we come in uh, our podcast while lighthouse hockey survived our podcast did not and in fact is one of the cuts which means that you know they won't be supporting us or monetizing us we won't be able to use their the platform that we've been using on the hosting platform and so on and so forth um this you know came in an email that mike and i didn't even get (laughs) dom dom had forwarded to us uh and it said that you know there was an overall economic downturn has had the overall economic downturn has had an effect on advertising based industries this is all word salad. Basically the shareholders looked at some bottom line and were like, we're not making enough money, cut a bunch of stuff. And that's where we come in. Um, we'll get to a little bit more of that in a little bit. Um, what this means for you, for us and for you, the listener is, uh, we have to find a new home for the podcast. 
uh, Mike and I aren't going anywhere. Like this podcast will continue. Weird Islanders will continue. Uh, the next season of Islanders award winners will continue. I'm actually almost done writing the last episode and recording it. Uh, it was going to premiere on February 1st, but I'm going to push that back to March 1st. Uh, hopefully it'll come out then, but you know, you'll know more as I do. Um, we need this. Like if we didn't have this, if you didn't, if we couldn't do what we just did over the previous 45 minutes of this episode, we would be probably, uh, stalking the streets, like yelling at bystanders and stuff like, you know, we're, we're very lucky to have two very, very understanding and loving wives that listen to us bark this nonsense all the time, but, uh, we need this show, uh, and, and we are happy and we're, you know, so, so grateful for our audience who also wants to hear us rant about this stuff that they might be feeling as well. So we're not going anywhere. Um, the first priority, as far as I'm concerned, is getting the feed off of SB Nation's host site and finding a new host site. If you've been a listener for from the beginning, we used to have an original host site. I'm trying to get it back there, uh, which would mean that you wouldn't have to change anything in your feed, your podcast catcher, whatever it is. Everything would still stay the same. That's my goal. If I can if I can pull that off, I don't know yet, but that's what I want. I don't want anybody to have to like resubscribe or all of a sudden, you know, a month goes by and like, Hey, how come there's, I haven't seen any of these podcasts. I guess it doesn't exist anymore. Um, I want to get that feed taken care of and move to another host site. That's my first priority. Um, second priority is to set up a, a, a more, uh, a new home going forward. Now, obviously lighthouse hockey is still around, uh, and Dom is still going to be, running it, how long that's going to be, we don't know. Uh, I'll still be able to post stuff there because uh, I'm a part of the blog, but, you know, this kind of, it won't be sort of the permanent home. Um, and that's where uh, we have a lot of decisions to make. Uh, we, if, you've, if you're a podcast listener, you've heard no doubt about Patreon, where you can pay for, you know, creators, podcasts or newsletters or whatever it is. Um, that's one option. We have a few others. Uh, so Mike and I, we've already started talking about it. We've got some things kind of we, we want to do. Uh, I can tell you this, that no matter where that home is, and, you know, again, Patreon's one option, you know, there's stuff like Substack or like Acast Plus is another, something like that. We'll, we'll have to keep an eye open for what best what works best. But I can tell you right now that the three established podcasts that we've been doing, Islanders Anxiety, Weird Islanders, and eventually Islanders Award Winners, they will all remain free. Uh, that's another promise I'm going to make to you guys. If, you know, if I, as a podcast listener myself, if I listen to a podcast for eight years and it was free and all of a sudden they had to charge me money for it, I'd be probably pissed off. So I'm not going to make anybody else go through that. Uh, we are going to keep it free, but again, we do need to find a new home. Um, there might be bonus content that would be behind a paywall or a subscription service in some way, shape or form. But again, that to me, we could figure that out later. I've, I've listened to podcasts that took them, you know, years to set up uh patreon stuff um and so that's it right now so i want to you know it was a it was a blow it sucks for a lot of really really great people and again we'll, we'll rant about that uh, at the end of this segment but uh, uh you know we aren't going anywhere we are grateful to everybody who listens and thankful and so we are going to continue and we need this therapy to be quite, quite blunt about this team and so we are going to find a new home at some point now uh when it comes to that new home uh, we want to hear what you have to say. So Mike, take it away. Like this, this was, uh, you had this great idea and I, I want you to get out there and, and talk to people about, you know, what, what they can maybe look forward to in the future because they might have a, a big hand in that. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty simple, right? Like we are a, uh, pretty specific niche 
podcast. If you listen to this podcast, I think you understand what, what it's about. Uh, that I think therapy is, is a word that we hear back from listeners a lot. Like, oh, this it, it's like my Islanders therapy. And I mean, if you're if you're watching a sports team and, and rooting for them and you need therapy, and and, and I'm, I'm one of them, and if you need a, a, a specific therapy for that team, man, we, do we all have some decisions to make about, you know, what are we doing with our lives? But um, that's that's kind of what we hear and, and that it, it helps through some uh, you know, dark times with the team and, and it's fun to be around with the, uh, when, when the times are good or whatever. Um, so it's, it is a specific podcast. So, uh, and it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't make much sense for, for Dan or I to be like, okay, so, you know, if, if we set up a Patreon or something, uh, you know, what, what, what are you going to give us? Like, oh, well, we'll do like insider interviews with, uh, you know, EJ Raddick or, or Mike Rupp, like, I don't. I don't think that the the listeners on 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 this show are, are. That's not kind of what what we're here for. We, we don't need to. You don't need you know an, an uh, NHL you know insider. You don't need a David Amber to come on this show and tell you that the Islanders can't score or, or that they're too slow. And uh, you know maybe Lou Lamorello should have done something in in one of the past two off seasons. If if you know that right, like we so so it's almost like the stuff that you don't want that we you, we want to hear back from. Like what 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 would be a waste of time as, as bonus content or, or subscriber content. If we go that route, like I, I think a, a pretty simple thing would be to almost make a, a newsletter, uh, or that, that you'd get, uh, you know, a few times a month or maybe like twice a week, whatever it would be, uh, kind of r- these rants in, in word format. Cause you know, Islanders anxiety obviously comes out at the beginning of, of the week for the most part, uh, depending on the Islanders schedule. Um, but, there are things that happen midweek uh, that 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 can could use some uh, contextualizing uh, and stuff like that. So we'd like to hear like from from you guys on on what would be a good idea. What don't you want to do? Like like I said, like I don't really I can't really see this this going that route where it's like oh you guys should have more guests on. That might be true, but like you know what kind of guests? Like I don't like I said I really don't think we need to to have these um kind of you know surface level national you know frank zaravalli types to tell us and maybe around the trade deadline sure but uh for the most part uh that stuff probably isn't what you listen to the show for you listen <laughs> to the show to hear about you know concrete and, and toilets and in, 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 in the suites at nassau coliseum and yeah. you know that the brett your mark landing in, in like a helicopter before a playoff game and stuff like that and 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 why you know getting a season ticket holder email is, is after the Islanders are going through one of their worst stretches in years uh, mm-hmm. is really shitty. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that stuff uh, is obviously going to continue and, and, and like Dan said, it'll be for free, but like there is some, I think there's probably more we can do to, to kind of be more engaging with the community rather than, you know, I just, I, I sit here once a week for 60 to 90 minutes and, <laughs> and then walk away from my, my microphone and then Dan edits it. And and that's it. Like there, there's probably more we can do mm. um, to make it worth it. And, and we'd like to hear from you. And uh, it is definitely important now, maybe more than ever um, to get some uh, listener reviews and, and subscriptions or not subscriptions. What do you call it? Well, yeah, subscriptions, yeah. right? I, po- I like download the podcast and, and do all that stuff uh, to, to goose our numbers a bit. Mm. Um, because you know we can also like the other route is maybe someone listening to the show all of a sudden just says oh by the way i'm you know i'm a really rich uncle and 
uh, you know, I have this company and I'd like to sponsor it. You know, there's, there's, there's that always that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, we need to, you know, if we can goose our numbers and, uh, get, get those reviews up or whatever, that would be great. And I will also say that, um, the day that, that, that Vox thing came out, uh, we did hear from a lot of people. Yes. Uh, and, and, and it was really nice. It's always nice to hear. Uh, I'm, my DMS are open and, and when, if you ever want to talk Islanders, I'm always there to do it. But, uh, which a number of people have, and and I I love doing it, uh, because you know I'll do it all day. Unfortunately, because I'm like I said, this is a disease. Um, but uh, if if yeah, if you um, you goose those numbers, reach out, uh, and thank you to those those who did say all those nice things, uh, because they it's a great shot to the ego, yeah. <laughs> uh, for sure, to walk around all that day. Yeah, no, we hear did hear say that you know this you know, don't go away. I need you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we did hear from a lot of people. Some people have already said that like they would support a Patreon and, and we really do again, very much appreciate that kind of stuff. And, and, you know, we're, we're looking into it and, you know, there, there is other stuff that we can, we can do uh, to make it worth the way, you know, it, it changes when, when you're getting paid for it and you know, we were getting paid. And when I say paid, I mean, very little <laughs> getting paid uh, by, you know, SB nation and Fox. It's one thing, but when you're, you know, people, the actual listeners are paying for it, it's a whole different story. So, uh, you know, it changes how, how you, look at this stuff and, and what your responsibilities are, but there are ideas that, that we can do. Uh, and I, you know, I think for example, like one, we, Mike and I do like a, the all NHL show, uh, you know, in the beginning of this year, we always start with a preview of everybody, you know, all the uh, teams in the league, that would be the kind of thing that we would do say every month for subscribers only. Um, but if that's not something that people want, let us know. I mean, if you don't care about us, you know, shitting on, the, the Panthers or stars, well, then we won't do that. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll look to something else, but uh, it, it, you know, in a way this is, again, it's a very sad thing to have happened. Um, in a way it's an opportunity uh, for us to kind of reevaluate what we want to do, how we want to change things up. Not that we couldn't have done any of these things when we were, you know, with SB nation, but you know, when you're, when you're kind of rolling, there's, you know, when it ain't broke, we know there's no plan, you know, you don't want to fix it. It's okay. But, now that it, like the Islanders, they're not broken. Yeah, why, why, would you, exactly. why would you want to fix them? Right? But now that the, not, the system wasn't broken, somebody just turned it off. Uh, it makes you sit back and go, you know what? Maybe we can do something like this that I hadn't thought about before. So keep it here. If you're already listening, keep listening. We will have more information for you as we go forward. If you know people that are Islanders fans, this is what Mike was saying before. If you know people that are Islanders fans and they don't listen to the show, get them to listen to the show. Talk to them about it. Put it, you know, if your if your parents, your grandpa loves the Islanders, uh, and they don't listen to the show, put it on their phones. Get them to listen. Get them to subscribe. Try and you know spread the word as best you can. I I always joke that I was I'm never good at this kind of thing, and now I am uh, regretting that a little bit because it would have been nice uh, to have this. But uh, you know, we can use all the support we we can get, and uh, eventually, you know, we will find a new home and we'll continue where we are. Um, as far as SB Nation goes, um, you know. It just sucks. And uh, yes, Lighthouse Hockey is around. Uh, it, it survived the cuts, but it's a crappy feeling. I mean, Dom wrote a very eloquent article at the site and talked about how it's a very strange feeling knowing that, you know, you're, you survived. It was us and five others. Um, you know, I, I don't know what the plans are. I, I can't imagine that that would extend beyond the this season, to be blunt. I don't know what that's going to, you know, you never know with these guys. Um, I've met some very, very smart, very kind, very wonderful people through SB nation that now have no outlet for their fandom, which was what the whole thing was built on anyway. Um, 
and again, this was just done out of nowhere. Um, you know, they had made cuts before, but uh, this this culling uh, and this you know kind of a a big thing was really out of nowhere, and it's just because you know again shareholders don't like whatever they saw, and so they decided to cut it. And quite frankly, you know, for the amount of money that was spent on the NHL corridor of SB Nation. Uh, it wasn't much. We only had one full-time employee, and that was Steph Driver, who was the the department head. She ran like Broad Street Hockey, the Flyers site. She's out of a job now, and you know that was it. Every, and there was other full-time SB Nation people that are out too. Um, as for who who stayed, I don't know how they picked the people, the the blogs that stayed. It had nothing to do with you know traffic numbers or teams that you know were like favored it's got nothing to do with sb nation hating hockey now it's got nothing to do with everything's woke now uh, get out of here come on we, we had any rest like it has nothing to do with any of that it's just got something to do with somebody deciding that this money would be spent someplace else and it probably meant somebody else's pocket so congrats to whoever now has a new down payment on a tesla because that's all about all this this money amounts to and uh you know now a whole bunch of people again are have no place to out you know to let out their fandom which was why we got here in the first place. Like we didn't, we, did, we never did this for money. It's it's whatever, but you can't pay people and then not pay them to do the same amount of work. And it's a lot of work. Trust me. Um, but we all do this because we're fans. Like we're just fans and we got stuff to say. And sometimes the, you know, the, the newspaper covering your team, it doesn't say it and you got to say it. And so we all did this. And to watch that go away is just really, it's really depressing. Like, it's just like, you know, I've, again, I've met a lot of friends, um, a lot of them haven't had too many kind things to say about the Islanders. <laughs> Lighthouse hockey was never one of the cool kids. I can tell you that right now. Uh, but you know, we all we all came from the same place. Everybody's a fan, and and now you know, I don't I don't know what those what those guys are all going to do. To be honest with you, I hope to find new outlets, and and you know, maybe there's something in the future that you know takes takes everybody and kind of puts them back together again. But it was a tough day. It was it was tough, and and it's no fun. And and then you know, at the end of all that, you got to get to the we have to decide what we're going to do with our, Oh shit. We got to figure out what we're going to do next too. Uh, and so we have a lot to, to uh, discuss, but our contract is up on February 28th. So we have a good month and change to, uh, to sort all this out. And again, we, we will set up a new home and uh, we'll continue, uh, continue there. And uh, you know, we'll, we'll see where it goes. Yeah. The Islanders season ticket deposit is due February 20th. <laughs> Ours is, and our contract is up February 28th. Big month. Um, big month. <laughs> big month. Um, yeah, and, and 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 I think part of the whole it, it sucks. I mean, it's the, the sports like the the sports media kind of hamster wheel is just outrageous. Uh, and I'm 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 very lucky that you know I I love working at Action Network and um kind of just you know things lined up uh, for me there. And uh, but it's like it every see it, it feels like once a month, just like one of these sites that you've you know, it's been part of your internet life forever. It's just gutted. Mm. Um, and then everyone, you know, gets upset about it and sad. And then the next one happens and it's tough. Uh, so you do, you feel terrible for everybody. And uh, there's always like, it always feels like there's, there's like, uh, uh, I, I, I hate to say it. Like it feels like, like companies like the athletic kind of like sprout. Um, in, in these like kind of times like the the never let a good crisis times you know go to waste and you know they they kind of end up like scooping up people like this and and it, it's good like to get these people money but then it's like uh in order to give them a job or give them work and uh but 
we we can kind of all see through like what's going on here at the same time uh, mm-hmm. if that makes sense um i should say that like sites like the athletic kind of benefit from from these situations i should say sure uh which 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 is kind of tough to watch because all right Right now, I don't hold that company in high esteem for the way that they've covered <laughs> the New York Islanders. Uh, but, Mike uh, and I joke that uh, we're going to need to start scrubbing some old tweets. You get an yeah. email from The Athletic asking us to join, but I'm not going to hold my breath that we're going to be getting that. Yeah. But yeah, it sucks uh, on, on a number of levels. And, and part of part of like the thing, we've always you know, kept this, the podcast free and we'll continue to do it. And part of it is because like, I know as a fan right now, it's, it, it comes expensive because you're, you're probably subscribing to, you know, to the athletic and you subscribe to this Patreon and you sub- subscribe to this site. And uh, unfortunately, if uh, to avoid situations like what Vox went through, like you have to go through the subscription model. Uh, it just is what it is right now in, in, in this business. And then you ask if you're like the, the sixth or seventh person down the line, be like, Oh, by the way, you want to subscribe to our, our, our podcast it's like i know i'm already yeah you know doing all these other things so it does (laughs) feel tough but and um but you know so that and that's part of the reason what i'm saying like if what what we've been asking for like you know don't do this and like this would be a waste of time and like what what don't you want to see like because oh you can get that at you know i already subscribed to this site and i already get that there i already you know i watch the nhl network and they have this show and Mm -hmm. uh so i think uh that that it'll just be helpful to to kind of hear from that and kind of help us shape what, what to do yeah. uh here uh, but yeah as much as it sucks at least you know we'll we'll still be able to to be to do this and i just hope logistically it's it's uh you know it's it's as seamless as possible because uh it, it, yeah. it as i've said before i don't really do much besides just show up rant get a little cathartic energy then i go out and walk the dog uh dan <laughs> edits and, and does all this the podcast you know back leg work so uh, the logistics really all fall on on him, and uh, so that's why I hope it's as seamless as possible. I'll, I'll, I'll do my best to help you, but I don't know. I really don't know how I'll be able to. Um, but uh, I was gonna say you, you've already been very helpful because you talked to uh, the podcast guy over at the Action Network, so it's actually been very helpful already. Yes. So yeah. uh, you know that'll that that'll come in handy. But again, a lot of this stuff is out of my hands. Like it's just you know I don't know. Yeah. You know I went back and actually read our contract to see what any of this means. And I got to the point where it's like, you know, termination can be done at any time. And then I don't know what it said, but it sure sounded to me like none of the above applies once the contract has been terminated, which is basically again, what's going to happen at the end of the month. So, um, you know, as I told you, I would like to have all the old episodes uh, and put up somewhere. I don't think that, you know, SB nation slash Vox owns them. Ideally they would, they would be put up somewhere. And if uh, they don't like it, well, you can come sue my ass because we made those yeah. podcasts and you know, I, I don't really care. And to be honest, as much as, as much love as we get and as, as much as we've created this audience and that we really appreciate, um, we are small fish. So if you really want to, if you really want to bother the, the guy with the, you know, downloads, the, the, the four figure downloads uh, talking about a team that nobody cares about, well, go for it. I don't <laughs> care. What do you want from me? You know, but, uh, yeah, it would be a fun, fun loss. Oh, definitely. Definitely. It really would. Yeah, just sit, yeah. sit in court with. We we could podcast through it. We can become a a true crime podcast. Um, our own, our own of yeah, our, our own, own crime. Device. Yeah, our own uh, intellectual property crime. There you go. Uh, but yeah, it just yeah. it it's like it it's a, it's it sucks. Yeah. Uh, that they did that, and mm. uh, they 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 it seemed like they ticked every box of when when these things happen. Mm. Um, you know, these big media companies do these layoffs. It seems like they ticked every box of like the things that really drive everybody nuts. 
Mm. like emails going out to like nobody we didn't like you said we didn't even get the we didn't even get the email about our podcast <laughs> right. yeah uh, um yeah oh definitely yeah it, it felt it was it was a week full of tone deafness from whether it's the new york <laughs> islanders to to the to the company that hosts this podcast it's uh uh you know it, you, you really feel you really realize where you stand um in in the grand scheme of things yeah, uh, and it was a nice, nice reminder of that from from two two separate entities on the same. Yeah, you know, it's basically the same twenty four hour window. Yeah, um, that's, a, that's a good way yeah. to put it. That's a good way to put it, and a good way to wrap it up. So, long story short, to stay here, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, go out, get people to subscribe, spread the word, and let us know what you don't want to see and what you want to see, and uh, we will try to uh, give you all that. Uh, you know, in our in our new home, but uh, trust me that you know we are working trying to get this thing to be as smooth a transition to a new home as possible that's all i can tell you right now and uh when we do find that home this show will continue to be free weird islanders which by the way will have a new episode on friday that is fantastic and, and involves a guy who was at at alumni day i know that narrows it down to about 200 guys but uh it's it's a great episode and uh a beloved islander and uh i think a guy who probably was a very popular man last week so that's going to come out on friday no ifs, ands, or buts. That will be. This is free. That'll be free. Eventually, Islanders uh, Award winners season two will come out. At this point, I think it's going to be March first. Will again be free, and uh, we'll let you know uh, what the uh, situation will be uh, going forward for maybe a subscriber service for bonus content and things like that. So let us know again what you want to see, what you don't want to see. Um, boy, we've we've talked a lot, but Mike, uh, I'll give you. Is, is there anything that you can say? I mean, you've already summed it up about 10 times very well on this show, but I know is there any, any final words before we sign off this week and uh, embrace the, uh, the chaos of the upcoming week. Yeah. I think it's pretty simple that like everyone right now has a really good case to be very, very mad at the New York Islanders. Um, but you can also be hopeful as hopeful as you want. If you're somebody who like me, like I, I need to keep <laughs> looking for the silver lining and, and, convincing myself that this team is worth rooting for and watching and i don't want to give up on the season and just be like oh you know like trade this guy trade that guy start over yeah that because that's terrible it Mm. sucks to do that kind of stuff i don't i don't like meaningless games in march and april like it's it's not fun i don't want to see uh you know we don't want to see shane sims out there on the (laughs) blue line like in those one day contract guys like i want to have a reason to to watch to, to watch this team and root for them and to 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 live and die with every goal penalty icing uh, so, so if you are looking, you can be as mad as you want, you can be as hopeless as you want, but you can also be as hopeful, uh, as you want. Uh, and, and, and I'm trying my best, like tomorrow morning, <laughs> like I said, my daily ritual will start over again where I will convince myself, hopefully the penguins lose to the devils today. And then I can, it'll be a little bit easier while I'm walking Elvis in the morning to, to, to war game out how the Islanders are going to drag themselves back into this fight. Yeah. Um, and you know what? One simple way to do that would be trade for a good player. <laughs> Imagine that. Wow. <laughs> trade for a good player. I don't know. I don't know if that's going to work, but uh, it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that that's that's a good way to put it. And you know, again, big games coming up. So, you know, however you need to get through them, get through them. Where can everybody uh, find you on Twitter, Mike? Uh, the Big Lebowski with two E's. Follow Mike at the Big Lebowski. Read his work at Action Network. Again, let us know what you don't want to see and what you want to see uh, at our uh, new uh, home whenever that gets set up. Uh, read Lighthouse Hockey every single day. I can't say that enough. Uh, you know, for for all that happened, you know, uh, for Dom and and Steve and Jenny uh, and us is still still there as 
a bit of a miracle. Uh, I don't know, you know, what the criteria was for us and the other folks to stick around, but I am glad that they're there for the time being. Uh, these people work incredibly hard to bring you what I think is the best Islanders blog that has ever existed. Obviously, I'm a little biased, but uh, they they do such great work. And and again, it you know it's kind of times like this that kind of bring out a lot of people saying very very nice things. And and I I feel like I have not been as uh, frequent enough in my praise for how how great they are as writers, as Islanders fans, and as people. They're just they're just fantastic. Just I really really care for them, and I, I want to see them prosper uh so read still read the blog it's still there so go there and read it <laughs> as much as you can and uh we will be back next week after these next four games uh to uh celebrate uh a week off <laughs> from this team and uh we'll see where they stand at that point so thank you very much for listening we will talk to you again soon and until then take care all right bye-bye